he was like, I was really hitting on you with boy titties. Without being able to explain it. You want to you say that? No. <laughs> the truth about it? What? Fuck my dog. <laughs> my friends don't know that I'm into cross-dressers. Americans should all take estrogen. Everyone. Cut. We should. I am not a politician. I, I do sex for money. <laughs> Welcome back to T-Rated for conversation, even more conversations on life, growth, and TF. I have two of my guests that I've already done individual podcasts with, but we are all back as a group. I'm Nicole Korsakova. I am a multiple award nominated star. Yes, ma'am. I'm Stacey Kay. I'm a comedian. I feel like... Just start out by telling me some tea. Some tea? Some tea. Uh, Tell me your most controversial hot take. My most controversial hot take. Well, one of the things I believe most strongly, I don't know if it's necessarily that hot, but I think that Finding Nemo should have ended <laughs> after, right after Marlon tells Nemo how old sea turtles are. Like, that was the end of the movie, you know, where it like okay. fades to black. And then they go to the Barrier Reef, and then they do this whole thing where, ne- where Nemo goes to school and all that kind of shit. Horrible. Ruined the whole movie. Like, it, it destroyed the movie, and they did that because they could set up for a sequel. But I think that the movie should have ended right there uh, because it, it fulfills the arc of Marlon, like, going out and getting his son and explaining, talking about sea turtles overcoming his fear and stuff like that. And it was the end of the movie. Does he have so a fear of sea turtles? <laughs> No, no, no. He has a fear of the unknown, but in order to save his son, he went out and like braved the unknown, learned all this random stuff like about sea turtles, and then was able to answer his son's question that he asked like earlier in the thing of how old sea turtles could be. So that was that should the movie should have faded black and ended. And I hate it whenever movies end uh, end like that, like where they they don't let themselves end where it ends. They have to have another part. Where you see that the characters were actually okay at, in the end. I love the passion behind it. Leave some indecisiveness. Leave. Oh no! What happened? Did their relationship fall apart after that? We don't know. Did yeah. they get divorced? We, we're not sure. Leave the ambiguity. Don't explain it to your viewers like that. So, so that's what I think. I know. I, I don't. I think any opportunity for Ellen DeGeneres to like cash a check is like also a net negative. So. Yeah, that's true. I Finding Dory too was an atrocity. Was what what are your thoughts on Finding Nemo? <laughs> I have no thoughts on Finding Nemo. Yeah, no, not I, that deep. I thought I was going to get some pushback there. The a only bit. no, the only thing I can say, um, I'm sure the comments about Finding right Nemo, <laughs> the thing that kind of like I'm sure y'all seen it on the internet. They kind of like fucked me up because I didn't think about it like in an adult. Um, was about how he was just looking for like his dead son the entire time, and it was like. His son actually died. Have y'all not seen that? No. Oh, that's so, some bullshit. Like the meme I talking hate- about like his son actually, like his son was okay. actually dead. And it was like a more of a story of. Coping. Yeah. Him yeah. trying to cope through the loss and going through like different stages of a grief cycle. Oh yeah. Cause like, I guess. As his opposed whole to him. Family. Yeah. As opposed to him actually. I, I hate theories like that. It's like, Nemo. oh, he was dead the whole time. You can do that with basically Okay, anybody. but it does make sense. Like, the way <laughs> it she's all makes sense when you well, frame no, it that I mean, way. like, the first scene of the movie is, like, the like the whole litter of, like, fish eggs gets eaten by yeah. something. But I mean, with yeah. Nemo trans. So that's, but, but that's why, like, he, Nemo was, like, so... That's why he was like the way he was. That's why he was like in the anonymity and didn't want to leave. Oh, was because he lost his whole family. So all he wanted to do was protect the last one he had. And that's why he's transsexual. So, yeah. <laughs> they are. Finding Nemo is about a transsexual tomfish. Mm-hmm. So. And well, now technically they're all trans. Well, I mean, technically. All of clownfishes are like. <laughs> we are all clownfishes, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> no, like all trans. No, they're hermaphrodites. Yeah, they switch. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, so, so the way it would work is since uh, representation so matters, in like a mm-hmm. clan or whatever um, of clownfish, um, the older clownfish will transition to female. Like, yeah. if there's no females left and there's okay. just two males, the, the older, older one, one will transition to female and then they'll fucking have kids. 
Yeah. That's what that's that's what would actually happen in things. So Marlon was, you know, a transsexual woman, which is pretty cool. I, I heard that's like. what you, a son. <laughs> I, heard what? That, I heard that's what you do too, Nicole. <laughs> the truth about it. What fuck my dog. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Trans- <laughs> what? No, you transition to become breedable. Oh god, I've always been very fertile. I'm just living my truth now. <laughs> Love that for you. Finnacal, what's your most controversial take? My most controversial take. On like what? On <laughs> whatever. I, I can I can make up a yarn about anything, really. <laughs> no, I wanted to be one you actually like genuinely. What's something in. I'm impassioned about? Yeah. Because I mean, she gave a dissertation on Nemo. Nemo. <laughs> I, I feel like now mine has to be about like something media related too. It can be media. It can be no, like no, no, transsexual no. related. We don't all have to do movies. That's that would be weird. Yeah. Do we want to be movie okay. YouTubers? Do we want that life no. for ourselves? No, no. right. <laughs> I, come back to me. What's your most controversial? Type? I don't have one. Oh yeah, you're just very queen of PC. Yeah. You're just all accepting. You're just very I love like, everyone. Oh, okay. My most controversial like will this. never be on the internet. Do y'all want me, <laughs> to, y'all want me to bring up a controversial topic that you guys can, yeah. I guess, talk about? Yeah. Um, today on Twitter, somebody said, uh, uh, I can't remember what it was, but basically the difference between, uh, let me, let me, let me look it up. We're, we're going to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to take a brief ad break. Huh. Make sure you visit ndj.com. Andyj.com, a proud sponsor of today's podcast. There is a difference between trans lesbians and transbians the way there's a difference between queers and tender queers. No, I won't elaborate. That's okay. the tweet. And it has since been deleted, <coughs> but it got a lot of people talking. So let's, I guess you guys can, can talk about Would that. Would you consider yourself a trans lesbian or a transbian? You know, I've never thought about it. That's one of those things that I don't care um, about. Um, but I don't like the term transbian. So, you know. why, really? Well, I mean, for starters, I'm bi. So, okay. it's not exactly lesbian, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but the term transbian, how it just smashes the words together, not a fan of the way, like, if other people want to call themselves transbian, that's fine. Uh-huh. But, like, I just don't like the way that the words sound together when you just smoosh it like that. It is like an aesthetic sound yeah. rather yeah. than anything like I could actually argue against. I feel like I've just never met someone who like proudly used the words transbian for themselves. That wasn't like oh, kind of horrible. Some, yeah, yeah. No offense to any <laughs> transbians in the audience. I, I also love women. I just am not a transbian. Sorry. Why are you looking at me? I have no... HSTS, that's the only way to be. That's the only way you'll get into heaven. Oh my God. (laughs) The straight girls are the only ones who get into heaven. The straight TS are the only ones. And I only. (laughs) To hell. You have Um, to join a nunnery. Yeah. (laughs) You have to be like a straight transsexual in order to get into heaven. And pray away all of your like dirty sexual thoughts. The bad stuff that you did. Yeah. By being a man. (laughs) And then you'll be fine. What I actually want to talk about, though, today, okay. now that we've heard these interesting, <laughs> very interesting hot topics, um, what, we can all go through and do this, what do you feel like is the one thing, which I don't think is actually one thing, but what do you think is one of the key things that is holding the trans community back inside of our community and outside of our community? And why? Anybody can go first. We don't have to. Stacey went first last time. Come on, Nicole. I, oh, I went first. Okay, but like, I'm not the one who has like a political background. <laughs> if we're like, it doesn't need to be like a political to me, topic. I, like, I don't think anyone else should be trans. I think I should <laughs> be right. the only person who's trans <laughs> right. and everyone else can just suck it up. Okay, I'll, I'll take That's a swing fine. at this one. Yeah. I think I got this. All right. I think that HSTS and AGPs. Uh, should work together work more. All right. Yes, there needs to be a peace deal. We need each other. Okay. So what if someone's so, got to run the Discord channel? Someone's got to tell people how to do their hair. Okay. We need both elements of that if we want rights. Can you tell them what HSTS and AGP <laughs> <mean>? So, 
what is it, Ray Blanchard or whatever, psych, uh-huh. transsexual psychology from a long time ago, he categorized trans women into two categories. Uh, homosexual, transsexual, which means that a gay man who becomes so gay, he becomes a woman just so he can have more sex with men. Mood. Andy. And then there's AGP, which is autogonophile, um, which is that being a woman turns you on, and that's women who are with other women. Mm-hmm. So basically, the defining factor of whether or not you're AGP or HSTS is whether or not you uh, are attracted to men or women, which is a little silly. Um, but we, it's well, not what a if serious you're bo- term. So you're both? I, I am. I am accepted in both AGP and HSTS circles. Okay. So that's why I really think that You're I can negotiate this piece yeah, deal yeah. here. We talk about we, how we're presented as like a people, right? Like we're running PR. Okay. Um, we have to convince not the transphobes, the awful transphobes. They're screwed. Like they're not. They're gonna. We're try not to gonna kill convince us them. No matter what. What we need to do is convince normal people that we're okay. Okay. And the way you do that is it's a lot of it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of PR we got to do. It's a lot of good representation and all that kind of stuff. And allies, we need a lot of allies, and we have to convince people to be allies. And you have to. You need both hairstylists and nerds to accomplish this, okay? The nerds know how Twitter algorithm works, and the hairstylists know how to make the people look good while they're doing it because appearances and stuff like that matter. So if if we could somehow get to where all of the Reddit moderators in the world and (laughs) all of the girls at the strip club can work together, uh, we'll have a better future we need more Reddit strip trans people. <laughs> Reddit strip clubs. Reddit strip clubs. I wouldn't go that far. That's a little radical for Million me. Million dollar but... idea right there. I want to <laughs> retroactively submit a, a controversial opinion. Um, I think that sex d- is not a defining factor in whether or not someone is autogynephilic. Like, Ooh. if your sexuality is more, like, you're more attracted towards men, you can definitely still fetishize womanhood in a very, like, Honestly, like perverse and disgusting way. And I see it with girls who would be categorized as HSTS as much as I see it with girls who would be like AGP. I think, I think it's, women. And I, I know think like we're all AGP, you know, like uh, sure. Even, th- that's even, your worldview from your perspective. <laughs> I'm just saying it's like, you can be into women and not like fetishize womanhood. Right. I, I think he's like going off of like, I think I was talking about it on our podcast, like kind of the male gaze, like projecting this image of like, what male sexuality towards the female body is like onto women as well. And I think like, if you just simply don't understand like the perspective of female attraction towards another woman, like you may mistake it for something that could be like narcissistic, or you might think that like it Mm -hmm. could be a projection of like your own attraction to like your yourself or to like another. But I think like for most like lesbian women, like most like sapphic women or whatever, like they can recognize, I I guess things attractive about women that aren't just aesthetic and it isn't like a sexual thing. It is more like sensual and it has a lot more to do with the connection you have. And I I think that like, you don't have to like be into girls to be into girls. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. You don't have to be a lesbian to be a lesbian. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say, I think. That's what you're trying to say. And I agree. Seconded. Motion pass, right? I I think that, like, I don't have to call myself a lesbian to be into women. I just, like, definitely understand that my attraction to women has nothing to do with, like, you know, me trying to be happier with my body. Right. How about you? I've been seeing a... Do you think that you can be a bi lesbian? Like, if you're cis or trans? I I think you... Either one. I think you can identify as whatever the the term bi lesbian apparent. So, oh, do y'all know about the the girl the who hacked lesbian. the? Um, she hacked the TSA no fly list. Oh yeah, I, I heard they this that. this girl in um, Switzerland. I think she's twenty three. She's already wanted in the U.S. for several like uh, cyber crimes, like leaking uh, intellectual property. What's her name, and Anita? Like that. What's her name? Uh, it's uh, hack people I think that, it's like, Maya. Upload your content. <laughs> I think it's M A I A something like that. Oh, 
Um, she has like a cat profile picture on Maya, Twitter. if you see me. But she tweeted, so so this girl hacked the TSA no fly list. And what that is, is the list of all the people who are banned from flying in the United States. Um, which is a pretty, like that's sensitive information. Because it's got your yeah. address, it's got your birthday, it's got all these people's names. And all this kind of stuff. How and long was that? How long is the list? Yeah. About a million and a half. It's about a million Damn. and a half names on this thing of people who can't fly. And it's a, it's a big security risk that she was able to get it. Like that's a huge concern from for our, from our government standpoint. Like how is anybody hacking this shit? Um, but anyway, it's it's. I think what she did was illegal, but she's Swiss, so it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, they get um, to do whatever. They're they definitely want. not going to extradite or anything like that. But uh, I don't know. Um, but then but then she identified as a bi lesbian. She said that she was a bi lesbian, and then a ton of people on Twitter got on there and just started roasting the shit out of her for oh, it. Yeah. It's good she didn't identify as a he him lesbian. That would be a bigger <laughs> controversy. But like they were just going nuts and and like I can't think What's of anything I care less about than whether or not someone identifies as a bi lesbian. It's and I someone wonder, who like claims the lesbian label but is bisexual. Yeah, but also um, yeah. So I don't really know what it means. Is that like lesbianism but I think it's like have a t- don't ask me this is a thing like, everyone comes if you're up into with. women and in the queer community everyone kind of just calls themselves a lesbian like out of convenience but it's like i don't know if you're going by the most strict definition of what a lesbian is uh, i think it wouldn't typically include bisexuals or men but uh, it, it does i guess if you're in the queer community teach my hsts stuff something <laughs> So what was it, Stacey, that we're doing besides the Reddit people? What are we doing to the Reddit people? <laughs> oh, to the Reddit people? She's, no, she's no. cutting hair. You're moderating Reddit. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. No, I'm not moderating. Well, that was, my question was, <laughs> the question was, what are we doing inside of the community and outside? Right. So HSTS. And what's keeping us from getting together? And I okay. think that... Uh, so Inside the, the community, the we're HSTS and AGP, there's a little bit of a war and a rivalry oh. going on. All right, like the HSTSs make fun of the AGP's hair, and then the AGP makes fun of the fact that the HSTS is, you know, conforming just to. Okay, sure, that works too. It's like, oh, you could never code like <laughs> I code. Oh, right. I so I, I just think that we need like a, a unification and use everybody's talents in this thing and I, how I'm trying to think like how we could get this together. Cause I feel like each side would have to make a concession, right? Yeah. Like one side is going to have, we're to not willing to concede to, anything to in the negotiation. You guys have to, publicly- we're not, we're not willing to concede anything. Not a single um, Come um, on. on behalf <laughs> of the HSTS, Listen, what do you want? Say what, what are your demands? What do you want? Transbian? <laughs> <laughs> I'll need, I'll need to talk to the AGP union. Yeah. Okay. Um, to, to get actual demands. I'm just saying that we need to have come to the table and have a dialogue. Well, you're here and we're talking. Um, so I think one helpful step would be to have um, a Reddit. Uh, uh, let's start with a Reddit. Let's start with a subreddit <laughs> HST, with a bunch of moderators who HSTS, allow HSTS content. HSTS is not on Reddit. We're on Grindr. Yeah, so see, that's maybe the we problem. Can find that's the problem. Grinder is a man's man's area and stuff like that. What? So Transphobia. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. But the thing about Reddit, you're is, literally in tech. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I needed to pay the bills somehow. Um, we all understand that. But the way it's, it's hard. It's hard to post on Reddit. <laughs> It's hard to post on Reddit because um, the moderators in general hate women. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just, they, they want to stop like influencers or any of that kind of content coming through the subreddit. They'll just delete it. Mm-hmm. So I, I you know, um, I think that the moderators need to have a, an HSTS friendly uh, subreddit so that we can, you know, all come together and, and this would be acquire like chasers, acquire chasers together. I mean, our slash trains is already, are already taken and I'm banned like, from that one. What would be like appealing um, towards the, the HSTS sensibility? <laughs> like why was HSTS want to do it? Yeah. Like, like, are appealing slash... to us? how are you going to get us? You have to come up with a handle that's going to hook the HSTS. Well, see, uh, I know a lot of the good ones are taken. So there's a, uh, like r slash glory hall. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice to have one that. that isn't a slur. All right. 
Like, I don't want to have to post on our traps if I'm going to post myself in a bikini. All right? I do. No, you don't. Do you? Do you? I love being called a trap. ATL City of Trap. Okay. All right. See, I've we're got a t-shirt that's that. Trap house, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're just... We're different here in the dirty I don't, Like the thing is, the thing is, I think it's I'm fine. Like I'm just kidding. Don't call me a fucking trap. Like I think it's a little bit funny sometimes. I, I don't I think, think it's hilarious. I don't think that the word itself, like it's just that I don't want to have to post on a subreddit called traps because other people don't understand that. Like non-trans people, they don't understand yeah. like the power of that slur, you know. And I don't want to be associated with that without Travis being able to explain it. You want to, you want to say that? No. Travis is a slur. It's, it's offensive for sure. I think it's, I mean, it's born out of the idea that like trans women are pretending to be something else. Right. That they're like trying to like ensnare them. Yeah. Or yeah like, I mean, I think it's like the F slur. The you know? What's the F slur? Faggot. <gasps> No, I don't think it's the same as like a faggot. I don't know. It, it, I don't think it feels the same as I to me. Don't like, feel I'm like... getting called um, both of those things. Uh-huh. It depends on the context. But if it's derogatorily yeah. used, it has just as much, almost more of an impact on me if I'm mm. called a trap and whatever. Because you, you know the context of it is yeah. you yeah, yeah, I basically the raped a guy and now he gets to kill you. Like, that's what they... And you're, you're down here uh, visiting Atlanta, so... You know, when you're on your way back up, like through <laughs> through Georgia, like if you ever stop at a gas station, I, I'll feel really bad for you if someone yells trap at you from the gas pump. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. That would they're yeah, definitely that would not, Yeah, I was about to say, because they're definitely the social, like what you're trying to pinpoint to, like the social aspect of like men don't really call you a trap. They're just yeah. gonna call you a dude. If they're trying to yeah. sexualize you, they call you a trap and it's offensive, yeah. but it's not like it is not a slur like faggots a slur. It offends people though, like that. We're to gonna know find that out. I posted in our traps. They're like, "Wow, really? how could you do that?" Yeah, like they're they, like an affront to the the trans being race. Yeah, because they don't. I don't know. Like if you don't use that term a lot, and some trans people get to grow up in kind of sensitive environments, so mm-hmm. they don't have. They're not desensitized to to all these the words idea of, okay, that people yeah. use to describe us. Like, you know, the term ladyboy, right? Uh-huh. Um, it, say what? Kathoy. It's the Thai word. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, in, in Thailand, like, ladyboy is, like, a thing they call us. Like, yeah. it's almost not even, like, this. it's just what they do. Like, I used to watch... Uh, I used to watch Miss Tiffany's ladyboy pageant. Have you seen that? Uh-huh. Have you- I was about to say, well, I think, like, culturally, that's not something that they have, like, a huge... Yeah, they're not. And y'all can correct me in the comments on the internet, but I think culturally that's not something that they have like a huge pushback on. It's right. being it's referred not as to bad. as Lady Boy because I feel like they look at it as they see themselves more as like being that as opposed to like being women. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it is like a larger larger culture. Because I mean there's like trans women who um their identity is them being trans. Not so much like the woman part is the added on portion to like kind of delve deeper into like how they identify themselves, but the trans part is what they identify more with. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, and but like one time, I mean, like I someone call called me that on the internet, uh-huh, and I could tell they were like Southeast um, Asian. Okay, like, yeah. I know they weren't actually trying to be offensive. Oh, yeah. But then, like, my friends will see that and, like, oh, my God, that's so horrible. And it's, like, uh, well, like, no, that's, like, terms, you know, I've heard a lot from... from. I mean, the internet era, is going to so. call you a whole ton of things. Yeah. And I, I didn't think that this person was trying to hurt my feelings. Um, but, you know, to, to people who aren't used to our terms and stuff will see that and, like, get offended on my behalf, you know, so... That's why I don't want to post in our traps. And I wish I could post my fucking swimsuit pictures somewhere to get traction on the internet that wasn't like a right, trap. Just go on grinder. I don't. Just post no, I'm not trying to. It's okay. The HSTF will let you Wait, answer. so you're saying you're saying put my swimsuit picture on grinder so they'll show up you're, on you're my. You're yes. permission into the HS, the, where, where you. The HSTF space. Um. We'll give you an honorary position to post your thirst traps on Grinder. <laughs> I'm not just trying to post my thirst traps. I'm trying to gain traction. All right. 
I got a lot of people like going to my Twitter. Have you tried Gmail? I've never even thought of it. And also, (laughs) I don't know if I'm trying to pick up people from Grindr. Maybe I should. You don't have to. No, not pick up, but I mean, pick up them up as followers. Like, they'll see that stuff. And I don't know if I want that. Say what? You just don't like gay men. I don't like conservative men. And Grindr is a conservative company. I don't know if you know that. (laughs) It was like a little dystopian seeing them like having their like little celebration for like starting public trading of the stocks of yeah, grinder that was like that felt really creepy so stay feel back to you what's the one thing outside of the community that is holding it back the one thing the one thing if you had to pinpoint the most pivotal piece i would definitely say probably microplastics I think that <laughs> I can't do this. Not microplastics. <laughs> I think the trans community needs to worry more about macroplastics. How to acquire, <laughs> how to acquire large quantities of silicone. <laughs> that would be nice. We should subsidize uh, silicone. Yeah. And take out stock. Yeah, I think that that would help a lot if we could get Biden to do something, you know. About botched silicone injections. Yeah, I know. I think that that would be a good executive order and that conservatives would be normal about it. Um, Send in the black ops, have them like scoop up all this like excess cells, sell it, sell it back to the American people. We should go to Iraq and take all their silicone and bring it back here. Yeah. And pump all of my sisters. (laughs) But only the agents. Biden's going to get the girls pumped. Only only the agents. Pump Biden 2026. (laughs) 24. I don't know what year it is. Okay. (laughs) 26 is a midterm election, so. (laughs) What? (laughs) A fear bisexual of you not to know the year. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why I'm here. (laughs) So, uh, speaking of not knowing why you're here, Nicole, what is the number one thing that is holding back the transsexual community or transgender community internally and externally (laughs) internally and externally. I think if I was just going to go off the top of my head for things I've recently been thinking about, I do think that like we have been forced. And I think that's a lot of people from my generation actually. So like this doesn't just, I guess, pertain to the trans community. I think that we like, live overly online currently and we get very caught up in very meaningless ideological battles with each other within spaces that are like very confined to like you know the internet that like don't really affect the real world and don't really matter and we just kind of like end up in like kind of continuous cycles of just like you know feeding ourselves content for like whatever our chosen political ideology is And, like, don't actually kind of, you know, find empowerment for the trans community as a whole or for ourselves, like, individually. And I've just noticed a lot of girls will get very sidetracked and, like, how easy it is to, like, live live the doll lifestyle online and, like, trying to chase that whole aesthetic. So you're saying that we need to touch grass more? No, definitely. The, the trans girls need to touch Hug grass and like a fucking tree. Yeah, like, out, outside tree. is scary though. Mm-hmm. Also, well, there's COVID out there. It's, there's it's, COVID. There's less COVID that. now, and also it's like people have jobs. It's like whatever. no, I get that because I get that in the sense of a lot of conservatives and people who are anti-trans. Specifically, want us, they want us to do that. They want us to sit inside of our houses and disconnect us from public life. They do want that. And I think that by creating spaces for us that only exist like online and like kind of distracting us with very like ideological battles, it's like we have just kind of, we've decided to like take on an existence that is very like, very secluded. And I, I just, I don't want to live a life like that personally yeah. like i feel like when i was younger i did enjoy that finding like online trans spaces gave me community when i just basically had no one but it's like i also will see that there's just like more and more people like around my age that just like don't fucking go outside and like don't have friends irl yeah 
And like that's not an issue, I guess. But you just, it's like, you just said IRL. IRL. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm very loved <laughs> in. Don't worry. It's like I am. I am a part of the issue. I'm. I'm a Zoomer. It's. It's. Are you? It's Zoomer? bad. I'm 23. We're, I didn't know that. We are um, old people. Oh, Stay okay. It's really hard to tell ages with trans girls. Yeah, it just is. With these crow's feet and my sagging breasts. No, 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 no. I'm saying that like we all look young all the time. Yeah. So like I just from I thought, all the baby blood we. I thought you were older, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. But basically, yeah, everyone needs to touch grass, and like you know, getting to pass online isn't the same as getting to like live a normal life. Yeah. Out in the world. But I feel like if in some ways, in some instances, it's easier to pass mm-hmm. online. And in some instances, it's not, especially if you're, like, openly trans on the internet. And then, like, in the real world, people, like, on the internet, people are going to watch this and be like, well, I can tell each one of them are trans. But, like, in in reality, in, like, real life, that's not the same as, like, most of our lived experiences. And we're, like, inflicting ourselves with weird, like, internet brainworms, just, like, talking about shit that doesn't matter, like, AGP and yeah, it's like like literally stuff like that that just like only exists online and most like average person people that like know about trans people probably from like vague conversations with like a taxi driver like mm-hmm. they don't really think about like the the deep lore and the fucking meta of trans discourse that only exists like in very insulated oh, online internet. spaces like it's you just need to fucking cut yourself off from that <laughs> shit like unplug a little bit girl like if we're really worrying about that. Like, I don't think if you like just logged out of social media, you would even have to deal with any of the like infighting or like fucking discourse shit that people are constantly complaining about. Just like literally remove yourself. Don't take issue with the fact that it's happening. Remove yourself because none of those people are politically active. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that some of you are not men. <laughs> I think some of you, a couple, the HSTS ones. <laughs> So what about externally? Externally, I think the largest threat to trans people is obviously conservative lawmakers who are making a racket off of basically, you know, creating the next big gay scare around transness and all of the different, I don't know, the different branches of that whole tree of ideology that have recently been like, I guess, sprouting up, like obviously people taking away like healthcare from trans people who are like younger, like people trying to like re implement like bathroom bills, which like, I honestly, like I thought went away. Like when I was a fucking, the funniest thing about like bathroom bills is the fact that I remember being like 24 an effeminate twink, an effeminate long hair twink running around in women's bathrooms, all in Tennessee. And it's like, yeah, I've been letting gay men in your restroom for literally fucking years. But now when you start talking about trans women, just using the same bathroom that most of the time you all don't notice, it's comical. Yeah. I think, and this goes back to the HSTS thing, <laughs> it's because, like, they don't see gay men as a threat oh, to yeah. women. It's, it's they, they're afraid of, like, straight men being like, I'm a woman, and bathrooms but that's not really are, happening. are they afraid or are they upset you mean like is it happening no no, no. i mean are they upset that we're not hsts i am personally <laughs> politically yeah, say what do better Me? Oh, okay. <laughs> no i i don't know i i think that like i came out like right when like house bill 2 passed in north carolina like in north carolina right. And I had to, like, really deal with a lot of fear, like, just going anywhere in public. I avoided using the bathroom. When I did, I would use the men's room. And that was, like, years into my transition. So it's, like, I'm maybe a little callous towards it. Like, just conversations about, like, very superficial aspects of our rights being taken away. But when it does come to, like, us being endangered... Uh, our rights being put into danger when it comes to uh, us being sent to prison for like very like innocuous things like using like restrooms in line with our sex when it comes to healthcare, when it comes to like just legal documentation, I, it just doesn't make sense to me that those are none of the things that are being talked about. 
like on large platforms that it always tends to be like the the dumb like frivolous shit like well they the conservatives push that they push the well, yeah well they push the drag shit they want to talk about drag story hour yeah no they want to talk as about a cover like, for banning our healthcare mm-hmm. so they, they and they do it together it goes goes at the same time that's why they're passing the, like they pass the bills together well yeah and then like obviously it's all the same people who are involved with like the dnc and the dnc kind of is playing along with it because they know that as long as they push just like the most trite narratives that are easy to like bat down they'll always have like an enemy they'll have a foil it's like i i see like the media that like plays both sides as like two like faces of the same coin like they work together together to basically like keep people arguing over like the most like superficial aspects of the media it. is all conservative owned yeah you no exactly that? no they like, like they try CNN to like it was bought by a nazi recently no i i'm aware it's crazy I, i'm just saying like the reason that like like obviously it seems like liberals are being very superficial and like shallow is because it's like girl it's because like only the most like superficial shallow aspects of like trans identity and rights are what can easily be shot down. And like, as long as it looks like we're just like really fighting over petty shit and it looks like, I don't know, the liberals are like platforming only stupid people. It's it's because like, they don't want to like give us a real voice. They want to make it look like anyone who backs us is an idiot. I also think one aspect of dealing with trans people in politics is that the, the most successful measures happen kind of quietly like with no real fanfare or stuff like that because mm-hmm. it lets conservatives run a news story or something like that. Like it's it when conser- when Democrats are going to help us, um, I think doing it as like no bullshit as possible and give the conservatives the least amount of things they can say about it because they go crazy. They are insane about like they really think that Biden's making a tr- like transgender empire. Like you listen to these people talk on the radio, and he has like not even done. He's done just like a Y'all little get bit the email. of pro trans stuff. <laughs> Did you see that like actual interview with him <coughs> and uh, what's her like that fucking TikTok girl who's annoying? Which girl? Oh, um, Dylan. Dylan Mulvaney. I didn't actually watch it. Like you were just like watching it, or like you'll just watch it, and like he's like fucking confused the whole time, and it's just like. This man doesn't even know why he's here. Like, you're literally bringing, like, a trans person to talk on trans rights who's been out for, like, less than a year. (laughs) And, like, it's to someone who, like, not only doesn't know or care about, like, trans legislature, just, like, it's literally just a photo op. And then, like, it's latched onto by both sides as, like... Biden has been supporting trans... He's been getting shit on for supporting trans rights for a long time. In 2011, I remember it distinctly because my parents listened to Fox News and all that kind of stuff. Um, And, you know, the radio and things, the Rush Limbaugh. And Biden one time said that in 2011, while he was vice president, that trans rights was the civil rights issue of our time. And you you look that up, you'll you'll still see the story. It's like from the Huffington Post or whatever. And uh, they were saying that then, like that Biden was like this, this transgender person obsessed with them and stuff like that and uh he has he has put some measures in uh, it's like dude we can't get congress though we passed a thing i think it was like two days yesterday two days ago they passed a a research thing on um a research grant on trans stuff Uh uh like a, a white house um memo sent out um like 10 million dollars in funding to collect data on the use of like healthcare with trans people, and they they're doing that because so has he pledged this, any like basically as he said that he's going to make sure that like bills stripping trans healthcare are going to be shot down. Oh, he has before, That's and cool. and uh, Merrick Garland. Every time something is passed, the DOJ says they're going to sue, but at the end, it's going to get to the federal courts, and the federal courts is ultimately by six three conservatives. So. Who knows? You know, they repealed Roe v. Wade because they're crazy. So we don't really actually know if the stuff is going to work. But uh, the, the the research grant that we got, um, it's because whenever we go to federal courts with this stuff that was just about to happen, because once the states start passing these unconstitutional stuff against trans people, it goes to the federal court and then it's a legal battle. Um, 
what happens. It's, it's the um, president's lawyers versus the state's lawyers. And um, they're getting evidence so that to combat the um, combat the people who are saying that like it doesn't work and that it doesn't reduce our suicide and stuff like that. And that's going to be in the next year or two. It's going to be. What was the point of the Dylan Mulvaney? It was, it was a photo op. Like it was yeah. to get. It was it was a public gesture that Biden like associates with trans people and that supports trans even on their bricks. <laughs> oh come on! Oh, let's not do too much on. Gee, she looked, I thought she looked good in that interview. She was a, okay. Nicole, Stop. we want to see your socks. And y'all like them? It's a little toes. <laughs> I hate that. I you know, like my, my fluffy socks that I got for Christmas for my mom. <laughs> she gave me like a big pack of like warm that's socks. A, that's a very mother gift again. And like I'm finally the age where that's like, oh, it's such a great gift. Because <laughs> like I never buy socks for myself. <laughs> Wait till you're like closer to 30. You'll love it even more. There'll be like hypertensive socks to like keep you from giving, getting spider veins. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> a good old compression thug. We love that. Yeah. Transsexuals love compression. I have another topic for us. But before we get that, because I feel like I need to at least have an answer. I feel like I at least need to have some kind of answer for what I feel like the biggest thing holding transsexual back internally and externally is. And I'm going to go with capitalism. Capitalism is holding us back internally. Internally and externally. Mm-hmm. The lack of, because the reality of the situation is, regardless of bills, laws, everything in between, you can buy your way out of anything. You can buy your way into passability. You can buy your way into acceptability, aka Caitlyn Jenner. You can buy your way into essentially anything. So I'm very pro trans women Mm -hmm. making a shit ton of fucking money. And buying Miss Universe. And buying... More, more actually, I actually tweeted and deleted something because someone was complaining about trans women buying... Or like a tr- trans women competing in Miss Universe. And I quote... And they were like, they should just get their own pageant, blah, 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 blah. And my quote tweet response, which I deleted, which I shouldn't have, honestly was to say, why should we get our own? We, we can just buy yours. <laughs> so that's why I think capitalism... She's you asserting why did, why did dominance. <laughs> huh? Why did you delete that? It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. Because I was like, mm. But I ended up deleting it. But it was very much, why buy our own? And people, the cis women are probably going to hate this. But <laughs> Oh, well. So I want us to go around in a circle again. I was going to say you have the same mentality towards other women's men. (laughs) Why do you say that? (laughs) No, no reason. (laughs) No, we want you to elaborate. The people on the internet definitely want you to elaborate. On the fact that you you steal straight women's men. I do not. My HSTS steals straight women's men. So I want to know what has been the worst relationship that you have been in? So a little bit off of the trans topic, but, but of course they can still be trans related. But what is the worst relationship you have been in and what did it teach you? Right. And what was also, I want you to make sure though that you pinpoint in this story the part that you played in it, not just the part that the man or the woman played in it. What? I was good until that clarification, and now I need more. <laughs> yeah, like, so, how, why is your regardless, your fault? Like, regardless of, because I'm very much of the mentality of you still have a choice, like, regardless of the situation that you're in. And so, even if you are in a horrible relationship, you still played a part in that relationship. So, even though we're pointing out the worst relationship that we're in, still make sure you bring up the part that you played in either getting into that relationship to begin with. Okay. Okay. All right. I got this. All right. Uh, okay. Well, so it was my, it was my first relationship. Uh, I was dating a, you know, a cis girl and I was closeted at the time. And, uh, just whenever, like I was hiding the fact that I was trans and 
that I, I told her, I mean, I didn't really know because I didn't know trans people were real. I thought that they were like, we're I not. had never, I had never met a trans person before, like in my life. And I didn't, I didn't see them anywhere. Like the first, you know, I, whenever Instagram started being used and things like that, like I, I followed Gigi Gorgeous and things like that. And that was like really big, big for me and things like, and I was like, how do I get this, these things? But, um, Anyways, with her, it's, it's, I feel like it's the same story that everyone tells. Like, you come out as trans, and then they try to seem accepting at first, and then they realize they don't want you to um, present actually, female ever. They don't ever actually want you to. They, and, they, and they don't want to lose the social capital. They don't want to have be with a trans person, you know. Like, their families will disown them, so they just, you know, shed you. Um and I mean, I think the problem with the relationship was that it was based on a lie, which was that I was a guy and she was actually bisexual. Um, so I feel like theoretically it could have worked out, but I think the social problems of being a trans person and being dating a trans person played the biggest role in the breakup. But I mean, it was a good breakup. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that's over. <laughs> what did it teach you? What did it teach me? Why was it your fault? Uh, why was it my fault? Because I'm, Cause you became I'm trans. trans. Yeah, I, I trans my gender. Um, it taught me to always be true to yourself, <laughs> even if you think that it might um, you know, make someone not like you as much. Okay. Facts. Facts. No cap. Nicole. Um, I think if I had to choose the worst of the relationships... <laughs> No, um, my ex-fiance, probably. <laughs> Who, like, I was dating when I, like, maybe did the first, like, couple of clips. Guy uh, or a girl? It was a girl. And okay. I also, like, I mean, she's not, like, well-known. I just, like, I don't want to be too specific. I don't want yeah. people, like, bugging her. But, like, we were just, like, together very, like, briefly, maybe, like, a full year. And when I originally moved, like, to Texas from, like, South Carolina, I think it was mostly, like, I had made like just a ton of online friends and like it didn't have a lot of people IRL that like I really talked to. So it's like we started like dating online. Then I went out to visit her to like see a concert with her. And like, I don't know, I think it was very like emotionally intense very quickly and became codependent like instantly. But ultimately the largest thing was like, I finally had access to like a larger like city and like a larger, I guess like client base that I could like, be able to like work from like when I was, you know, you know, still struggling when I was younger. So I, um, yeah, I, I really liked being there with her. Cause it's like, I kind of felt like I had like a ride or die. I just had someone like with me, like as I was like figuring shit out and it's just like, it, it got toxic for like different things. Like I have a history with like addiction and like I had been maybe cl- clean for like 10 months, like when we got together and, like, I, I just, like, relapsed really hard because she was, like, kind of a barfly. And, like, that was, like, all probably before I was, like, 21. So, like, when I did turn 21, we just ended up going out, like, so much. Like, I ended up, like, using hella happy. And then, like, when I eventually tried to quit, it was just, like, things started to, like, just not, like, line up in, like, a healthy way. So I, yeah, I, um... I don't know. I ended up breaking up with her like maybe a few months after like she tried to like propose to me. Mm-hmm. And like, I really think she did that just to like, as like a like final attempt to just like, you know, make it work. the lockdown. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I, I know she was very serious about the relationship, but by the end I was very just like over a lot of things. Like I, um, it was like one of my first like serious relationships too. So it's like, I wasn't really used to a lot of stuff. I didn't really know how to handle confrontation i didn't really know how to handle like obviously like pandemic stuff which like that started like right after our relationship started so like just a lot of like emotional turmoil that was like too much for too early into a relationship so like it just all kind of like fell apart really fast and like i think what it taught about me was like i definitely need to rely like on myself primarily before i try to focus on like finding others to try and like bring into my world i think like i can get very like just lonely in my line of work and it makes me like just try to find people before i find like stability and foundation and i now know like how important like the latter comes before the like former so 
I think that was the main thing. And I will say the my faults in the relationship were me kind of just being like, I don't know, like just young and messy. Mm. I, I can't really. Codependent relationships just don't ever work. Codependent, yeah. I, there's like a lot of reasons it don't work, but like I, I think just I was very young and like I don't think I would still have the same issues in a relationship now. I just also wouldn't like end up in a relationship with the same type of personality for, you know, I think what I thought I wanted at that point. Cause it was like with another girl, but I was like looking for, I guess, like someone who's more toppy and dominant. And it's like, I think in her case, it was very immature in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like her kind of just like clinging to like certain personality traits that like, I think I thought were hot because it's like, it gave very like fuck boy. And like, I liked that. But then like, I think, you know, it doesn't matter. Like if it's a guy or a girl, like fuck boys are horrible. So you were looking partners. for like a yeah. toxic masculinity in a woman? I was woman? looking for like a, like skater boy, like fuck boy vibe. I just shouldn't keep saying boy, but you you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, that like the skater fuck boy thing is like, it's hot. It's still hot to me. I just know now I'm like, I'm cannot get into a relationship with that. <laughs> so what about you? What is your, Who was your this? worst relationship? Who was this? I'm going to give the residential HSTS answer. About how I was, like, in love with a DL man. So, there was this guy that I had started seeing. And we had started talking on Tinder or Bumble. I can't remember which one it was. And he, um, he didn't live in Atlanta. He lives in a different state. He ended up coming up here. We went out, which... I was also very much like on my fuck girl vibes at the time when I first met him because the night that I met him, I actually met a different fuck boy and gave okay. him my number at the bar while I was out with fuck boy number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of them were fuck boys. Can you imagine that? Um, In Atlanta? Crazy. Chances, yeah. But fuck boy number one who did not live here, we ended up, we see each other randomly at the bar and I was out with a guy friend at the time and he was like, do you want to go up and see him? Because I was supposed to see him while he was in town and we just happened to see each other at the bar. But I knew he was with a group of his guy friends there. So I wasn't going to approach the situation because I was like, I don't know how he feels about being seen with a trans woman in public. And so he just kind of looked at me and then just like kept walking. So I was like, well, there's your sign, bitch. There's your fucking sign. Yeah. Um, but he ended up coming back later. We hung out that night. And of course, what did I do but sleep with him? Very HSTS of me. And we ended up, there was always an understanding inside of the relationship that we had that it was just like, we never put a title on it. Like we weren't in dating or in a relationship. I was very much aware he was dating other people at the time. He was very aware that I was like, would casually see other people at the same time too. Um, but he started making it a point to, he would call me every single day as opposed to us having like a traditional friends with benefits or situationship. He would still call me every day and talk to me for like an hour, two hours. So we were still building building like an emotional relationship connection. Like he was still getting some kind of emotional buy-in out of it. Cause otherwise, why the fuck are you calling anybody and talking to them for an hour, two hours a day? Um, but that ended up going into a moment where I had driven to where he lived and we were going to be spending the weekend together and his brother, I'm pretty sure it was his brother, ended up, because I was actually dropping my car off at where he lived at, and his brother ends up driving past us. And now, granted, the distance which his brother was at, the only thing his brother was going to see was a big booty white bitch. But he looks at me and he was like, get behind the car. Like, he's getting me to hide because he doesn't want his brother to see me. And I know, Stacey, you are very much given, like, my mentality in that moment. And so I dropped my car off. We 
that moment passed. He was very clear that I'm pissed at him. And I was actually, the thing was, I was dropping my car off at his place and he was taking me directly to the airport to fly out to somewhere because I was going on vacation. And then when I came back, I was going to actually see him. So I leave to go on vacation, very pissed at him, <laughs> come back. I ended up seeing him maybe, maybe for like two hours after that. And then... I think I saw him one other time when he came to Atlanta after that and he thought that we were going to fuck and he came to my house drunk and I was like, we're definitely not having sex. Um, But the biggest thing that that relationship taught me, and not that it was an actual relationship, because it was far from that clearly, but the biggest thing that that taught me was, besides humbling the shit out of me, with just teaching me to not invest my time in stuff that I know is not going anywhere and to be a lot more stingy with giving of my personal energy to people who do not deserve it. And he was definitely one of those people. But I was getting, I was doing the very stereotypical HSTS thing or just like transsexual thing in general well, no, definitely HSTS, of having a very masculine man affirm my femininity, which is literally what he did, because he was like 6'5", very attractive, had played sports. (coughs) So I was definitely filling myself with that man. (laughs) In a lot of different ways. Um, but it was not healthy for me. So especially like, like this is like, a very, you like a secret. It's not, like, this is healthy. like a very in your early transition thing that you do. Like bitches who have transitioned for a while. This is not some shit that you do. And so, but that's what that taught me. It taught me a very good lesson. Like don't mess with guys who like ain't shit. Charge them all. Charge them all. That's AGP privilege right there. <laughs> no, it's no, like... That's literally HSTS. Um, <laughs> please don't try to copyright our lingo. Thank you so much. I, uh, I, had, a, I had guys that would, you know, swoop in on me, like, in, pub, like, in private, and then mm-hmm. act like they don't know me in public, you know? My first, my first time I went out, um, and this, this guy, he was kind of cute, and he got my number quickly, and then got me like behind the bar pretty fast. And then he, he left me. I thought you were our AGP. Where's the story going from? Communities. Okay. Bisexual. All right. Anyways. Um, and then like he, he left and then he texted me later, like two hours later, want me to come to his house. And he was like, sorry, I left you out there. Uh, they, Damn, he was like, I was really hitting on you with boy titties. And I was like, first off, I had a beat cop. But it was like the fact he made that joke. <laughs> but also it was like, we were to a level at which that joke was funny to me. If you bitches on the fucking internet, try that shit. It's not. Because I have girl titties now. Woman titties. Woman titties. Do y'all have any closing statements for this very, I feel like it's going to be chaotic episode. <laughs> Of I'll be interested to see what that is like. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I have to say? Um, closing arguments. Release the closing Chelsea's arguments. Cut. In conclusion, <laughs> I think that Americans should all take estrogen and everyone, cut. we should subsidize eyebrows so that the AGPs <laughs> can have affordable eyebrows um, in this great country. Do they not have eyebrows now? <laughs> Good. Eyebrows done. Like Give us ones, a thumbs up know? if you don't have eyebrows because you're a Republican. <laughs> Clothing Closing arguments. Um, yeah, go outside. Also, <laughs> I'm not a politician. I, I do sex for money. <laughs> No, I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. So it's like, don't look to me to be like giving an intelligent, like unique perspective. I'm just like, yeah, that seems wrong because I do give, I I appreciate your perspective of stuff though. Thank you. You're welcome. I I give, I've given that street, street logic. I've, I've been, (laughs) I've been living that life. (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah. 
Well, I appreciate both of you for being on T rated. Thank you so much. This Absolutely. is great. I both love this there. lovely place. I love the brick. Thank you. Good touch. I put it up myself before I started estrogen. <laughs> I will link both of their social medias down below and everything else. Make sure you check them out. And I will see you in the next episode of T rated. <laughs>